Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Moving one question into the third segment because it's something that honestly was a topic of discussion before the season. And I know a lot of Bengals fans thought, why is this team not getting the credit? They were the defending AFC champs. They won their division. They went to the Super Bowl. They overcame Joe Burrow coming back from a crazy injury. And nobody's feeling the Cincinnati Bengals this season. Then you get into the season, they start 0-2, and the topic of conversation is Super Bowl hangover. You can look at the Los Angeles Rams. They're struggling. They're right in the same boat. And Rob Hill says, are we currently a victim of last year's success coming coming of success coming too soon last year? Hmm. I would say no. Um, I think last year just – the ball bounced their way a tiny bit more, but they were in the same spot that the Bengals are in right now for the most part. <laughs> Heading into the bye week, uncertain if they'll even make the playoffs, everything like that. Um, but I think that's interesting because, you know, they were ahead of schedule last year. Uh, that Last year shouldn't have been when they made the playoffs, made the Super Bowl. I mean, made the playoffs, fine, but they, they took it they took it and ran with it and made the Super Bowl came up just short, but yeah, I personally don't think that it has. Just trying to find the question just to read it over again. Yeah, I I I butchered that you're question no, from our fine. guy. And and it was almost like paraphrasing it right now. You know, are we a victim of last year's season of success coming a little too soon? That maybe that's kind of like almost like 
not even a, a hangover. Team. So from from the from the team side, I would say no, I don't think so. Maybe the only thing I could think of that made the success too soon is you give Zach the big extension, and you know you're not too worried about fixing some stuff that might need better fixes than they gave it. You know the depth at wide receiver, things like that. But as fans, maybe because they they I feel like the fan base in general they 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 are very much Super Bowl or bust <laughs> and it's hard to do especially with a young team so I don't know what what do you think about it to me as a team I don't think that I would say the success came too soon for them I think that was good experience no, I think you had the talent around them. And, it, and it's crazy because I do think they, when healthy, they have more talent this year. Uh, but that really doesn't mean a thing. Um, it's really just kind of how you put it together. Health, a little bit of luck. And having Joe Burrow play the way he did last year. And even this defense, I'm credit to him. There was a lot of playmakers on defense. But at the same time, the team believed they could do it. And they, they would tell you that all season. None of that was a surprise to them, the run that they went on. I think for fans, um, you know, definitely for myself as watching it and going back and following this team since pretty much I knew I could watch football on the television, that it was very surprising that it happened last year. And it's one of those things that one day they're going to go on a run and hopefully they do because it's not easy. It's never easy to get back to one. Um, goodness, this is my first one in my lifetime. And I know they've been to two others, but at the same time, I think the overall picture of it is last year happened and Joe Burrow and this team showed, Hey, we know what it takes to get to a Super Bowl, And they'll still know that right now. But a lot of the players in the locker room say, Last year was last year. This is this year. They're not thinking about that. But the fans are thinking about that. And maybe they're lying a little bit because they're thinking a little bit about it and a little bit of revenge of getting back to the big game. But for fans, they're watching it as, well, they already went. Top team, top AFC team. They're better than they were last year. They fixed their offensive line. Yeah. You, you get these receivers. You saw Jamar Chase have himself a rookie year on pace for a better year than his rookie year. I remember the offseason. <laughs> so, so the expectations are higher, and they should be higher. They should be. They should be. Because, honestly, I say it right now, and it's definitely a homer-biased topic if I bring it up or tweet it out. I think they are the best team in the AFC North. They are not playing like the best team in the AFC North. They have the better overall roster in the AFC North when everyone's healthy. They do. But it's not working out. And Joe Burrow said it the other day. He's like, I'd love to be 8-0, but that's not reality right now. I think as fans, we talk about, oh, they should be 6-2. and two. You know, they should be 5-3. and three. They should be 7-1. and one. But that's not what happened. The and reaction has also gone from Joe Burrow's the uh, MVP, top three candidate, and this team's you know right back on track to one game later, and everything's come crashing down. Let's just wait a few more weeks before we you know freak out too much. Well, that's why it's good to have him as a quarterback because yeah. some of his press conferences, actually every press con conference that Joe Burrow has had since the night he was drafted, I've always been impressed by. And that's no offense to Andy Dalton, but he always says something and you're like, man, this guy's so level-headed. 
And he talked about it this week. He's like, last week we were the best team, one of the best teams in the NFL, and now we stink and we're not going to make the playoffs. And just kind of having that level-headedness, he doesn't go to social media and tweet out things after the game or retweet fans or, you know, get into that interaction to, you know, just look like this guy can't take losses or say things after a game and throw his offensive line under the bus. This guy dealt with a crazy, terrible injury his rookie year, and he's not once ever thrown his offensive line under the bus. Never. Never this team. And never his coaching staff when everybody he even brings it up, you know, if people want to talk about the play calling, all that stuff, he talks about the relationship he has with his head coach. And I think that's great for an organization to have the quarterback they do in Joe Burrow, because when you're down right now and again, four and four, it it could always be worse. <laughs> it could always be worse. It's not great. And I feel like, you know, they have to get off to better starts in games. We've been saying that since week one, and they've struggled with it. And what happens when they get behind? They more than likely lose the game. And it makes they make life harder for themselves. But I think as fans, the expectations are very high right now. And you said it best. Like, obviously, it's like Super Bowl or bust. One of the questions I had in the offseason, I promise we'll get to predictions in this segment. But one of the questions I had in the offseason is, what would fans or what would you consider a successful season this year? And I got all kinds of different reactions. It was definitely postseason related, uh, winning 12 games and winning the divisional game, going to the AFC championship game, going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. There were rarely people saying just getting to the playoffs. Nobody was saying that. And we are to the point of the halfway point of the season where that's kind of the mindset right now, because after Monday Night Football, when we recorded this podcast right around midnight, I thought there's there's really no topic of playoffs. I don't think that team is anywhere close to where the top AFC teams are. And that was an overreaction Tuesday uh, because, look, a week ago, they were one of the best teams in the AFC. And everybody wanted to say, don't forget about Cincinnati. They're one of the top teams. They're without Jamar Chase, but they can still, you know, put on a show with this offense, so this defense. And, you know, this is just the reality right now. So I would say it definitely is more of a fan reaction. And I'm in that category, 100%. My expectations are high. They're still high. But I don't think it has impacted the team one bit. I think there are just some things in the offseason that the team could have done that they didn't do. And one of those situations is your depth department and a lot of key positions. We look about we look at the cornerback room right now. We look at the wide receiver room, and there's not one receiver that I want out there. I don't want Joe Burrow to ever throw the ball to Mike Thomas ever again. I truly don't. And he, and he might not. <laughs> but but yeah, so I mean, honestly, I, I do. I agree with you. I I feel like I took 10 minutes to answer that, but I truly believe it's, it is the fans' expectations, and that is totally fine. Um, and they're disappointed, and that's fine. Your expectations should be high when your team just comes off the Super Bowl and loses with a minute and a half to go in a championship game. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I never, I don't like the whole, it was, it was early for them. We, it's early. I think we were just surprised with it happening last year with everything they dealt with in 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think uh, fans, fans are allowed to feel over the. <laughs> I was like, yeah, how long do we have for predictions? I feel like I was preaching. I feel like I was preaching. It was a Sunday yeah. morning. Didn't want to interrupt. It was great. You know, fan, it, I thought it was great. I, I think sometimes there's a little bit of the fans that, you know, it was a little bit early for them. 
they have to know the ups and downs of a regular season for pretty much every team is like this. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Okay, prediction time. Yes, let's you want to go to first? Prediction. Let's talk football. Yes, because I've said it on this podcast. I normally make my decision on what I think is going to happen in a game as we're recording this podcast because I think about it. I think about it going into the week. What do you think the matchup's going to look like? I send it in on all Bengals on Thursdays or Fridays, and I will just say what I th- it's almost like what you think and what's going to happen. What I think and what I think will definitely happen on Sunday, because this is what they do. They get, you know, I wouldn't even say they get blown out much because they don't, but they did. And they always come back and bounce back. This offense gets together, even though they're without Jamar Chase. I know you look on the other side of P.J. Walker. A lot of people are comparing to a guy who's mobile. We saw what he was able to do last week. An incredible throw. I don't know what the Falcons were doing. He shouldn't have been penalized. I think that was silly, but that's besides the point. I will say it's going to be a semi-close game. This offense, I don't believe they can hit 30 without Jamar Chase, even though they do have the talent. But I'll say 26-20, and I'll go the Bengals have a balanced back game. Yeah, so it's hard for me to say the offense will hit 30 because I was very confident that they could against the Browns, and they did not. The Browns? (laughs) The Browns. I think – if I quickly look, uh, do the Panthers have a better defense by DVOA than the Cleveland Browns? So this is what you get behind the scenes Google search. Of just what? real quick, I'm just going to talk while I go. But uh, so the Panthers, oh, dude, they definitely have a better defense than the Cleveland Browns. Number 18 by DVOA, uh, but that that is buoyed by the rush defense which is top 10 and then the pass defense is bottom five so we'll see if they can take advantage of a pass defense that's playing pretty poorly maybe that goes into the german tigers question about you know third down <laughs> it's their pass defense that's not doing very well their early down stuff is pretty good um i think the Bengals win but i've lost a lot of confidence in saying that uh no. because i I think this offense just looked more rough than I thought it would. I thought they'd be able to, you know, slowly matriculate down the field, run some quick game, do some RPOs, just, you know, stuff that it felt like they did in 2020 where, yeah, our offensive line isn't protecting the best and we don't have burners down the field, but we can hit stuff underneath. We've got Boyd, we've got Higgins, we've got a good tight end to do that. So I don't know. I was surprised they didn't get to more of that, even though that's not exactly what worked, I don't believe, in the game. 
it still just felt like on a chalkboard if I'm drawing up the Browns defense and I'm thinking like, how do I attack this with the guys we have? I'm thinking quick game stuff. And the Bengals are actually pretty good at quick game, but they didn't get to it. So I don't know if they continue to do that against the Panthers. It's a similar defense to the Browns, to be honest, four man front quarters, cover three things. The Bengals should be able to take advantage of in the passing game, but they didn't last week. I will say, I don't think they get to 30. I lost the confidence in that. I'm actually under you. I, I, I think it's 24, 21. I think the Bengals win. It's going to be tighter than you want. They go into the bye week. They try to get healthy and bounce back against the Steelers as well. Just string some wins together. But I think Brian Burns could be a problem. The tackle play has been insufficient in Cincinnati, and he's a very good edge rusher. So if there's one thing that could really ruin this game for the Bengals, it's that. Plus, I believe J.C. Horn is still healthy, but he is not the type of cornerback that, yeah, he's still healthy. He's the type of cornerback that's going to do a lot of what the Browns did with the grabbing and the, you know, all that stuff. So if the officials have a, you know, loose whistle, don't call that stuff that could hurt the passing game as well. Just like it did last week on Monday, 24, 21. I think the Bengals win. I think it's not going to be the most exciting game. And they they could lose. I mean, they could. easy recipe there, just like it was last week. If Foreman can get going on the ground and they get a few bombs from PJ Walker, that wouldn't be great going into the bye week four and five of a loss to the Panthers. But I do think they're able to pull this game out. I have some. I, I don't have much confidence in that, but I do believe it. I, that's that's a that's a head prediction. I hope and not a heart prediction because this is there are two and whatever six two and six yeah it's you know the thing uh the panthers are two and six this isn't you know the greatest team in the world but they could beat the bengals and that's not where i wanted to be at this point after the falcons game i was hoping i was just like yeah you know they roll these last two games and head to the bye week on a high didn't happen but bounce back win against the panthers 24 21 i don't i don't think they have anybody that's really gonna hang with the bengals wide receivers but We'll see. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible. I agree with you. My confidence isn't fully there. And did I think this week that maybe I don't know if I can take them? Yes. But I'm saying they're back home, sweet home. You have a game where you just get punched in the mouth and you're like, we can't look like that again. Uh, 1 p.m. kickoff, which is my favorite at home. Paycor Stadium, 73 degrees in November. I love it. So, um, so yeah, should be a good one at Paycor. And I would love to have two weeks going into the two weeks, including the bye, where we're just talking about a five and four team, you know, to be determined on what happens with the Ravens and the Saints. Uh, you know, everybody's dealing with injuries right now, which isn't fun. And this NFL league, right? I, I don't like it. I hate it. I want everyone to be healthy because it's not fun seeing star players go down. And that's what we're dealing with right now. But yes, what's on all Bengals? Nothing right now. I, I had the. I, I was. I had to travel. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, check out all Bengals. Give James Rapine the clip, the clicks. But I don't have anything up there right now. I traveled uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, so it was rough, especially with the Monday night football game. I barely even watched. I was just like, I got to get through this. So I watched and I, I watched carefully, but I, I had to find time to do that because I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm so busy. I just got back last night and then to today, so. Nothing right now. 
That's okay. Go follow him on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. We'll have a breakdown. You won't even have to go to all Bengals. So make sure you check it out. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We will be back on Sunday to recap either a win, a loss, a tie. Hopefully not. A delayed uh, game. A delayed game? No, there's no delayed game. It's going to be sunny. Well, no, um, it could be the, all the COVID delays. Maybe we'll be playing Wednesday night football. Was, what, what? We are, we're not even talking about that. Bring <laughs> positivity back to this podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.